Okay. You ready? Because to start us off, Skinny, you can read the card right there. Oh, we got a card? Christmas present. A card? Ooh. Holy smokes. We get a card. Well, we've got one fan out there. Happy New Year, everyone, by the way. Happy New Look Year. Look at this. KJ, RJ, and PJ. Merry Christmas 2019. Wishing you peace and joy throughout this season. Enjoy. In the box. And, uh, oh, this is from Hugs from Candace, who was on a little while ago. And there's something in the box. Let me not fade away while I do this. Nice again. This is a very heavy box. Oh, it looks like it's all full of food. Oh, my good God in heaven. It is all full of. Well, I'm going to just eat stuff. <laughs> And it's all wrapped in wax paper. Well done. Not plastic. Wax paper. That's fantastic. Candace. That is very nice. Candace, wherever you are when you hear this, I hope you are smiling because we are happy. It's very, very nice. Thanks, Candace. Thanks, Candace. I'm going to eat something too. Oh. Should we save these for a break? We probably should, eh? I think we should. So we don't be much. It's right there in my hands. So we don't do our New Jersey detective routine. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the one that only you seem to know. Actually, it annoys me too. Um, should we just start? Should we just go? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Do you know what cool. episode this is, boys? Do what? you know? 75. 75. The Diamond Jubilee episode? <laughs> this Excellent. is, it's uh, some kind of marker. It's uh, dextrous Centennial or Centennial. We should celebrate with some of Candace's food. Where's our noisemakers? Oh, shit, we oh, lost you had again. one. Oh. Oh, well, we haven't seen that guy for a while. Now, now, is that the wolf, right? Yeah. If you press it quickly in succession like that, it makes sort of an ambulance sound. Let's do the grizzly bear, if you have one there. <laughs> We're just hanging around. There we go. That's a happy New Year sound. See, that just sounds like too much spaghetti to me. Like, <laughs> I wanted that one. Stand up from the table and, oh, excuse me. No, that one's good uh, because I was just thinking about uh, a little trip up Kokanee Glacier this summer. Ah, because, yes. Well, and, uh, there's definitely grizzlies up there. So why not? Wait. I don't think there's any wild cats up there. I think there are. Grizzlies? I'm sure there are. I'm very sure there are. Cougars yeah. or Pumas? Yes. Those are synonymous. What's the other one? There's one more name for those. Uh, wild cat. Mountain lion. Mountain lion. There you go. Pepsi. One, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, ten. <laughs> yeah, we're back in the shed. Here we are back in the shed for episode 75. And I wish I had thought more carefully about that, that it was actually 75, because that's a big, meaningful blockbuster episode, but... We're just going to have another episode. We were so on fire at our last session. I don't know how we're going to top it. I mean, the days are now marching towards summer, which I, for one, very happy about. They're getting longer. It's only not even, it's still 2019, but still, we're on the right side of 2019, finally. Baby steps towards summer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can feel already it's more comfortable. Because, you know, the length of day, it represents a sine curve, right? And then uh, the shortest day, the next day after it, it's barely different. It won't be for another three months before it's at its most rapid pace of change. 
So right now, it's just taking baby steps. Uh, so every day you're going, is this better? I don't that's, know. That's why there's so much religious stuff at this time of year, because you just simply have to believe. You got to believe. I've tried explaining that in the car to a couple of people, because I think you were the one who finally pointed out to me that they don't get longer at a uniform rate. I no, didn't know that's that. Right. And that's right. uh, it, it totally made sense when you told me. By the way, happy Hanukkah to our Jewish listeners. Yes, indeed. Happy Hanukkah. And I, who knows what we've left out? I don't know. In my Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Okay, good, good. In my Twitter feed and whatever, I've just been seeing a lot more references to Hanukkah this year. And it might be because of violence, anti-Jewish violence recently. I yeah, think so, I yeah. think show that community some love for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, same with, you know, I've been thinking about all you guys north of 60 that are listening to us. I doubt we have anybody north of 60 that listens to us. But, uh, you know, happy uh, happy solstice to you guys too. It's the dead part of the year up there, I'm thinking. A lot of long nights. Sorry about all the grief you have to take about the food you eat from everybody down here is all righteous about animals. Hello, guppy, wherever you are. Ah, the guppster, the guppinator. I don't think he's quite at the 60th. Lord Guppula. Is, is he way the hell up there somewhere? Uh, yellow knife. That's pretty far up. Okay. That gets pretty dark. Let's just say 58. I'm going to say, panel, quiz, is it or isn't it? I believe that is above 60. I believe the northern boundary of all the provinces is 60. Really? Of all the provinces? Wow, of the of prairie provinces in BC? The the west, as they like to call Alberta and Saskatchewan. Uh, he's gone. All right. I guess we're just going to have to settle this right I now. I think it's higher than that for some reason. Really? I don't. You're probably thinking of the Arctic circle did you like that and above arctic. the very nice skin and above the arctic circle is when there is land of the midnight sun complete yes daylight arctic. and complete darkness not not a semi little peep above the horizon yeah right complete okay, then maybe i'm wrong city well let's just see here circle of latitude 440 or fight Ah, uh, that's that's like terrifying. Apparently, it yeah, was sixty. Okay, you're you're right. I bet skin. Apparently, it was fight. It was fight. That's does right. It, and lose. Oh, here we are. Yeah, they lost. Yeah, it does form the northern border of uh, Manitoba, Alberta, Saskatchewan, BC. Which which line is that? Sixtieth. Okay. And, and we went series. down and we lit their Capitol building on fire or something like that in Washington, D.C. The White in House. In 1812? Yeah, that's it. The White House. The White House it was, was it? Yeah. I, geez, you know, again, I don't mean to that's necessarily us. always <laughs> want to be, yeah. <laughs> they were still Brits. Taking The Queen issue. as our shepherd. We shall we not shall want. Not. Oh, geez, we're just all <laughs> over it. <laughs> Holy Dinah. Um, but I think 5440 or fight was quite a bit after the 1812s. I think that had to do with an American movement that was right around gold rush time. So there was a whole lot of American interest moving into British Columbia at that time, oh, pursuit right. of gold. And so they were wanting to secede to the U.S. and set the border way up high because there were so many Americans in the southern part of B.C., only in British Columbia? I think so. Oh, I didn't know that part. I thought it was I could be wrong. right across the board. But it was probably across the board, but they 
they didn't know about the black gold in uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan yet, no. so they probably really just cared about BC. Should we try Googling that just because? No, I don't nah. think so. Nah. Let's not. Okay. And, and say we didn't. Oh. Okay. All right. He said, making those placating noises while he looked it up anyways. Poke. Placating, Poke. huh? That's yeah. A, that's a word you read as a child but never heard for until it was too late. I believe so. Is it gravelly or gravely? Famous Vancouver councilman, gravely. Yeah, that sounds right. And uh, did I, I sent you the uh, street names in Vancouver. There's a website that explains each and every street name where it came from. I didn't see that. Okay, well, it's... Oh, you've mentioned this before. I emailed it to you, yeah. actually. And uh, Sophia is pronounced Sophia, I'm pretty sure. It was actually originally Sophie Street, and then they added an A. I'm not sure what the hell... Oh, because, yeah, Cause even when we were there, some people called it what? Sophia. That's right. After a ship, I thought. Could be. Could be. Anyway. I don't know. So that was 1844, Polk, President Polk. Polk. He campaigned on Manifest Destiny in mm. 1844, and mm-hmm. they set the northern border of Oregon, the Oregon Territory at the time, at a latitude of 5440, 54, or fight. Poke to victory against all odds. So this whole business of guys that uh, whip people into a frenzy with idiotic and undoable strategies, we're going to build a wall, Mexico's going to pay, isn't new. No. So it's easy no. to declare, but he knew that he could never beat the British for it. The British would squish them before they ever gave up all but that. But he did it in order to help get elected? To get elected, yeah. And he got elected. Yeah, worked like a charm. That's right. Uh, it's just uh, so... You can always just point at the other, right? I guess we should all take heart that this isn't the worst things I've ever no, been. No, you know I mean? like, no. No, there's been bigger threats to democracy down in the States in the past, I think. Yeah. In uh, June, Britain proposed splitting Oregon at the 49th parallel. Polk agreed to the compromise, wonder of wonders, and conflict was avoided. It's <laughs> a pretty passive voice there. Good job, Conf- Polk. Conflict was avoided. And squishing the Americans was avoided. All our American cousins, you know, that was a long time ago. We don't really feel that way anymore. We we really don't. Hmm. <sighs> uh, Christmas highlights, gentlemen. Okay. Should just throw that out there. Uh, oh, I got video games. Griffin, what? Yeah, Griffin gave me video games. So I'm playing Outer Wilds right now. Outer Wilds? What's that? It's kind of mist-like. Uh, you're traveling around right. in planets. You have to do your rocket ship. You know, like press forward, you let go, you're still going, right? You got to fire the retro rockets. You got to do all that stuff. And the worlds are just amazing. Is it current or ancient? Uh, it's kind of like futuristic. You know, you're like you're an alien. You got yeah, four Yeah, but, but four is eyes. the game itself a new game? Oh, I think it's pretty new. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. they still make stuff like that. Oh, they do, yes. Where's your hat, Richie? And then, oh, God. I didn't even go through my checklist because I was running so late. So Must my apologies. Feel naked right now. I do now that you mentioned it. <laughs> he had time to get to McDonald's. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know? That's true. Like the guys that had a beer before they yeah. got late to Moby's All play. the guys that showed up in the front row of the play <laughs> that we made fun of last episode, that's you. <laughs> 
Nah, it's okay. Uh, yeah. So anyway, it got, it got uh, Halo, Reach, and a couple other games. So nice. yeah, that's my. Uh, well, I got this hat. See this? It's I don't know what you call this kind of hat. A it's cabby. a peaky, peaky blinders hat. It's an Andy cap. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Nice. Right from Ireland. Very nice. Uh, yeah. Not bad, eh? Right from Ireland. It looks um, good on you too, Skin. It's a little small. Gives me a bit of a headache. But it doesn't that'll, look small, but it probably feels small. It right. does. After about 40 minutes, you begin to get this headache. You're thinking, have I been having too much? No, you're wearing the hat too long. I'll get it really wet and it'll probably stretch. Is that what you're yeah, going to yeah. do? Get yeah. it wet and then wear it to stretch yeah. it out? Yeah. You could go to a hat shop and ask them what's the best strategy. Yeah, you wonder about that, eh? The old thing, I needed to go have a hat blocked. People used to say that with those felt hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to have the crease put back in the middle and have them blocked. Right, right. Does somebody, anybody still do that? There's some little old guy with some odd looking form in the back of the shop buried under scraps of cloth and he clears that off and re-blocks hats for hipsters. I bet they do. Better they do. Oh, the the drummer in the show, I met him outside for lunch, and his daughter joined us, and his daughter works at Modernized Tailors. And I don't know if you know anything about them, but they're this old, uh, these old Chinese brothers right down in, right down on Abbott, close to um, T- Tinseltown. And if you wanted a suit made, that's where you'd go. And I bet they would have one. The two brothers died, but the company carries on they'll make you a lovely suit for nine hundred dollars oh for nine hundred it better be lovely i don't know anything about the cost of suits quite well clearly. from scratch it, it, that's what they cost i have is that Those is that a good deal uh six hundred to nine hundred yeah i think so okay. depending on your i really don't but know i bet they have one of those hat blocks yeah hat blocker things blocker forms things. form Probably some sort of special mallet that they use to pound the hat down into the floor. I mean, who knows? And steam. Steam, yeah, probably. I got a New York Yankees hat I bought in the 80s, and it's one-eighth of an inch too small. Same idea. Yeah. Headache time. It's funny how the tiny differences in head size make a huge difference in how tight it feels. So if you get it figured out, I want to know. Yeah. I really would like to fix that thing. Yeah. Well, I think you can do I bet you could just take it to uh, somebody who... Who knows what they're your doing? pants. Well, caps. They can just open it properly. Ball caps are different because there's a relationship, a proportional relationship between the size of the thing and the bill. Like, you know, they have the adjustable back. Well, yes. if you ever just try undoing the whole adjustment thing so it's completely not restrained and you can put it on your head, but it looks weird because the material that's on the top is not enough real material to fit your head properly. So it... It's kind of puckered in front and it's, the whole thing just doesn't work. You can't, they don't work if you, ball hats. Now, a a regular hat like this Peaky Blinders thing, I bet you, yes, they could just open it up at the back seam here and let out or add in a quarter inch worth of material and that'd be all it would take because it really is pretty close. If Uh, they're made like pants where there is a little bit of extra material, if not, I don't know what to do. Well, you can feel in here there's about a quarter inch uh, on one side. You could just just hand hand knit, like shear a new sheep, (laughs) dye it a couple different colors, hand knit it. Sure, you could do that. Um, I think one you could. were the one who were, was really wanting a solution here, and now you're talking as though all you want to do is mock the seeking of a solution. So I, I don't know. I'm losing my enthusiasm for helping you out. I don't think that's mocking. Not much. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what else. I just don't know. Is that it for the day then? I guess we're done. Like a comet. Love you guys. Got to go. Just cross the sky in a streak of brilliance, and then we're done. That's it. See you later. And so Susan was up in uh, Kamloops till like the fifteenth or something. Working. Working. Doing the sound of music up there. Oh. And then she came back an odd time to close, but that's how they do it up there because there's community theater. She comes back early, and I thought, oh well, I should have the Christmas lights up and a tree. And then she came back and she said, no, 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 I didn't get the Christmas lights up. She said, no, she wasn't sure about a tree because she's got these two feral cats up there. Oh, right, right. So I thought, this is like the 18th or the 19th, so I'm going down to Home Hardware because that's where the trees are. I'm going to buy one anyway. So I walked down the street, halfway down Grant here, which is right next to Gravelly. Uh, There is a free for the taking it's right out there. It's a beautiful, at least a hundred dollar pine, like a beautiful tree, free for the taking on the sidewalk. Wow. With the sign and everything. I thought, is this coincidence or science? So I picked it up and I brought it back. And then we tried to figure out why would there be a tree out there? And uh-huh. of course I went to something like a divorce. That's exactly where I went. Divorce. What? Really? Yeah. yeah, that's right where I went. Or, or wow, I never then, thought of that. I just assumed now nah, it didn't fit in the house. The other s- suggestions were somebody bought a tree and there was already one there, but that doesn't make any they sense. They couldn't get it through the door or something. No, you know, no, it's all a couple that didn't talk to each other. And then the husband comes home with his tree. Hey, look at the tree I got. We talked about this last night. Jeez, dark, dark, dark over there. So I had friends over the other day, and wow. I, I, I told them this story. And uh, um, my buddy Rothgar says, oh, no, uh, they were just going to Tokyo. And they put the tree up, and then they didn't want to leave the tree up when they went to Tokyo, because they're going early, but they wanted a tree for Christmas. So they just took it down and put it out, because it was still there's still enough days left before Christmas. There you go. And I thought... Wow. Well, there's an answer nobody could guess. Well, no. and, and, and Not I in a million thought, years would I guess I thought, that. oh, well, that's a pretty... He, and he actually said, I, I'm going to the positive on this because I did say the first thing I said right. was divorce. So they're probably not getting divorced till after Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, because they're going to come home to no tree. <laughs> that's going to stew for the whole trip. I, I anyway, I put it up, I got home, I... hung it by a wire so that the cats couldn't knock it down all the way put lights on it and the cats didn't touch it but susan didn't put anything else on it because the cats like that dangly thing right, and right. would go after it they didn't touch it and she thought it was the best tree she's ever had. i have never heard of this before is this something that you were already aware of this hanging by a wire concept oh yeah 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 i've done that before oh that's awesome really you've never done that i've never heard it well, I've gotten trees in the past that I just couldn't get to stand yeah. up. Yeah. Oh. You know, they just they just were not going to oh, okay. stand properly. And, okay. You no know, matter that, you how know, much you clamped them on yeah, the bottom, Yeah, like right? you use those stupid screws. You're driving one of those idiot screws they put in those things. You're no, screwing I it by know. hand right into the heart of the tree, know, and it's still just tipping. So you, I remember it. several times swearing yeah. doing that. Yeah. And you just do, uh, all of a sudden it takes, and maybe it hits a knot. So you do one little turn, and the thing's just tilted <laughs> yeah, one foot in the wrong direction. <laughs> Again with, happy holidays. Oh, that's stupid. I've been doing this for an hour. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. 
dirty. <laughs> fumble. Oh, geez. Yeah, listeners, come on, come on, come on. Get going with that fumble thing. I know I know. by the time you hear this, it'll only been about a week since we asked you. But come on. Well, two weeks, three maybe. And my second highlight is I made, uh, I made apple pies for Christmas dinner. Ooh. And I made one gluten-free from scratch, which is no easy feat. I don't know if you have huh. ever worked with gluten-free flour, but... Nope. Gluten-free flour is made from Rice what? flour Rice? or almond flour. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I used a Robin Hood blend they got out. And uh, Susan said, because Susan and Lucy are gluten-free, said it was the best pie she's ever tasted Ever, ever, ever. Uh, it sounds like we should have got Susan in here to talk about Christmas highlights. She had the best <laughs> tree ever, the best pie ever. Like, wow. And I didn't have anything prepared, and I survived Christmas. Way That's to go. awesome. I know. That's pretty good, actually. It's very good. Fates are looking out for you. I had the girls over for vegan Christmas. All right. It all went well. Haley cooked pretty good. Nice job, Hale. She just did all vegetables. We decided not to go with like fake fake foods. It was just all vegetables. It's really good. And she made <laughs> here's a panel question for you, boys. Do you know what a Swedish thumbprint cookie is? Well, I can it, only guess. It, it is it like um my mom used to make these cookies that were like shortbread except fat, and she had a maraschino in the top. But it was like she she did a thumbprint. Yeah, same kind of idea. They weren't they're not exactly shortbread, but they look sort of shortbread, and they're fatter and they're round. And you make a depression in the middle, and usually it's a dollop of straw, strawberry jam or something. Oh, right, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And I like those cookies, and so you know we saw a recipe for one of those, and so okay, Haley. Just got the recipe and she went with it. She did the rest of the stuff she picked and that was one thing. It turned out that recipe made her march through all of this nonsense around a thaw the wild berries. Render them with 100% maple syrup. <laughs> Strain out the seeds through a cheesecloth. And she did all of it. Like she did all of this stuff to make this basically really nice blackberry jam from blackberries I picked like a year and a half ago. I felt so bad. I mean, it was really delicious, but I felt bad because all that work, I would have been perfectly happy with a spoonful of strawberry jam and it would have been completely plant-based anyways. Like it's all the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. But, and then she said, yeah, and only old people like those things because apparently none of those three girls really like those thumbprint cookies. Really? So the panel question then is, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to get a weak response because neither of you seem too familiar with the cookie at all, but... Do you think it's true that only old people like them? Really? You mean thumbprint cookies specifically yeah, yeah. or cookies in general? Thumbprint cookies. No, I don't think that's true at all. Yeah, I don't think so. But Haley was pretty adamant about it. And I'm not sure why you should feel bad when someone makes you something. I don't get that at oh, all. Oh, it's because she did a whole bunch of work to just follow the recipe dutifully. Yeah. and Well, I, I would but, feel bad if she said, oh, man, that. Baking those cookies, that just killed me, man. She pretty much did. She said, that was a lot of thrash to me. Couldn't she have just made like a kind of, you can make it sort of an instant jam with the berries. You don't have to do all the cheesecloth. and just did whatever it told her to do. Rendering, man. Anything involving rendering has got to be serious. (laughs) And I will say it was delicious. Like that jam, it's made from blackberries. Like 
with maple's dark don't maple get that syrup. too often Oof, do you it was pretty good Ooh. uh do your girls eat uh, have they tried the uh, meatless meat yeah and do they have recommendations no not really i mean were they we, all right with it yeah like uh they're they're all right with it i mean the meatless meat and the dairyless dairy are what i call <laughs> fake right just they're they're intended to replace those things in your diet. And I just still find it, I don't know why, but I find it, I really don't know why, but I find it a little odd that you would take a lot of trouble and spend a lot of money to replace stuff that you are, I guess, because you're removing it from your diet for health reasons, not for preference reasons. Anyway, um, I personally find that those products are just a little bit off. They're pretty good. But they're not the same. Like if you made a grilled cheese sandwich with fake cheese, mm. it's, it's odd. What about uh, oat oat milk latte? I haven't had one of those yet. Or I'm, almond milk latte. I haven't had one of those either. I have almond milk on my oatmeal, and uh, I actually uh, like it very well, truthfully. Go. And I have some kind of plant-based coffee creamer stuff in my coffee, which I'm now quite used to. Yeah, I blundered into a vegan uh, coffee shop one day when I, about, about a year ago, I was Christmas shopping and I just wanted a quick coffee. I was a little tired and oh my God. McDonald's all, wasn't open. The guy's just all excited to give me all the options. Like I'm beyond his demographic, right? I'm a little bit older and uh, he wants to exchange, explain everything to me, but whatever it was, it wasn't that great. Oh, really? No. Did the, did it, I always assume that non-milk foam gets unfoamy really quick. Oh, I don't really know. No, either. Yeah. Just no clue. <laughs> hey, we just took a break. We had amazing treats from Candace. Mm. Yes. Yes, they? they were. Oh, there were like little chocolate bar-like things, rum ball. Real like, Nanaimo bars, oh. like actual Nanaimo bars. Oh. There was, yeah, rum balls. There was like homemade chocolate bar type things you had, yeah. He's probably peanut getting a little tight chocolate yeah. peanut brittle oh, stuff. Mm. So, All homemade. Thanks, Ken. Yeah, crazy, big giant crazy. shout out there. Holy Your packing God. job was unbelievable. Yeah. Too. Yeah, I, it was really good. And there's a bunch left. And, you know, somewhere probably later in this episode, you'll hear a sudden fade as we fall off the sugar cliff in here. That's right. Uh, but it will have been worth it. All that sudden cold, sweaty feeling will be very well worth it because that was delicious. Thank Much you. appreciated. Uh, I think it it rates right up there with Ogre sending us underwear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if it tops rockets, though. Two pounds of rockets. rockets that was there. quite a thing. But um, we look forward to whether <laughs> Not anybody... Not it tops don't that. know if anybody else could, could top that. Oh, Wow. Ooh, we're nice certainly idea. hoping they try, nice though. Nice idea. <laughs> Throwing down the gauntlet. You know, I think somebody should try to top that with delicious sandwiches <laughs> sent through the mail. That's the other thing. It's just mailed, and it's all perfect. All of this stuff is in just perfect order. Uh, way to go, Canada Post. And it was just sitting on the top of the steps out front, and I think, geez, that's a whole different world, that whole delivery thing where... Also, oh, it was UPS or something? Yeah. Oh, and so uh, you see all the the security cameras of people stealing yeah. things, yeah, like all over the place, right? Yeah. Well, my landlord asked me to keep an eye on his front door while he's in Hong Kong because of that. Just doesn't want to a flag the place as empty and b have stuff go missing right off his front step. Like, 
It's kind of crappy. One time we uh, had a package for Sue and it showed as delivered on Amazon. No package. So Sue sends a note to Amazon and they send back a photograph of the package underneath our overhang bay window thing. So we go back outside and there it is. <laughs> They'd hidden it even from us. That's a really good idea. Yeah, like the delivery person takes a photograph of where they left it. That's a super good idea because I was, I was sure you mm. were going to, they generously just got another one and sent it. And I thought, how would they ever verify that somebody wasn't just, you know, but, at some point that package is your responsibility, not theirs. Yeah. There is a fair amount of trust involved in this whole process. Because if you tell Amazon you simply didn't get it, I think ultimately you're going to get a refund. And I think that this whole theft thing is less prevalent than all the videos would make you think. I don't think it happens all that often. Yeah. So I think there's num- the numbers just basically Amazon still makes a lot of money. Yeah. And uh, the numbers are it's still a decent way to do things. It's kind of like social media in general. It's another another reflection on how social media distorts your perception of actual reality, which oh. is that it's not that bad, you know? Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I do hate the idea that somebody just follows the UPS guy around <laughs> on his bicycle with his giant bag of empties or whatever he's doing. He just follows the UPS guy around. Well, he went up, well, he went up there, he went up that street, I'll just wait five minutes when he comes back down and just check out what's left. You could have got this nice big, you could, the stuff Candace in. Imagine if you were living in a tent in Stanley Park and eating that stuff with your campfire tonight. would <laughs> be awesome. I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> well, you know, you killed a Canada goose. You've had that for your main course. Oh, man. <laughs> this is gold that unfortunately will have to be on the cutting room floor. Why? Why do you say that? Because you're just making fun of homeless people. No, I'm not. Not really. Not really. Not, I mean, not in your heart, but in the words you say, yes. Well, I mean, okay. If I was going to try to salvage something out of that, I would say, haven't you ever wondered? Like, Canada geese are a, a known pest, <laughs> right? <laughs> Nobody likes Canada geese, do they? I like Canada geese. You do not. Well, certainly up in the sky. Yeah. But on your lawn, leaving their little treasures and scaring the wits out of you and your pets and kids, not too many people like Canada geese. And there's billions of them. They they crate them up and fly them off to some remote location to keep them out of Stanley Park, right? And you know that there's people who do live in Stanley Park for periods of the year. Probably not now. At this period, it's pretty harsh living. And really, I, they crate up the geese and send them off someplace. I, I, I don't I've never heard that. I don't think so. They they did oh. do, they did do a thing where they got rid of a whole bunch of them somehow. I don't think they just killed them. They got rid of them somehow. They they drove them off to some other place. <laughs> no, they did. Oh my god! I hate it when he does this in a jeep. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 up north like white horse. No, they just they moved them. Now I'm. <laughs> I feel like adopting the code of silence again because okay, right. you're just, no, they got, they had a problem with them and they did something about it. It didn't involve killing them and they got them to move out of Stanley Park somehow. And I don't know, I thought they relocated a bunch of other, uh, to some other suitable hmm. feeding and breeding ground, but maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. But I remember at the time and still many times thing, since thinking, I've eaten Canada geese before back when our neighbors across the street, Glen of Oak Bay, 
came from a hunting family oh. and they brought home geese because you're allowed to get them and try them. It was like duck. They're kind of, kind of greasy, a yeah. little bit gamey, but really not bad eating. And I tell you, if I was really down on my luck, having a hard time and some stupid Canada goose was trying to drive me away from my spot in the park, pretty easy to wring one of those things neck, you know, like mm-hmm. you'll take a few shots from the wings they try to beat you with their wings, but it's just like an ostrich. An ostrich is very easy to kill if you get a hold of its neck, but getting a hold of its neck requires dodging its feet, which can eviscerate you in very short order. Canada geese. The things you learn in the shed. I know. Well, didn't you know that's, yeah, it's true. You can strangle things I think that Stanley easy. Park geese, if they're eating the grass down there, they probably wouldn't be as gamey as you would think, what yeah. the... Right. And you would think they're a whole lot better than nothing. Yeah. Like if I really was down on my luck and I really was wondering where the hell am I going to get some food, I would be looking at those things as a food source because mm-hmm. just nobody's going to miss one. And I've often thought, why don't they just fly over Stanley Park at night and do thermal imaging and just find out how many people are taking refuge in Stanley Park? Because they probably Whoa. are. And I mean, it's not for fun because people live all kinds of different places. They live... Uh, between Park Royal and the water, there's a bunch of people, usually, several people usually in there all summer long because they got nowhere else to go. Um, and again, if I was having to choose between standing in the sidewalk near the Carnegie Library downtown, Maine and Hastings, and living in Stanley Park, I'd probably choose Stanley Park. But that ignores the real reasons that you're drawn to the downtown core, which, you know... Yeah, there's about 600 in Oppenheimer Park right now. Yeah, and it, that probably has a lot to do with uh, stuff other than just straight-up food. Proximity did. Yeah, that's right. To medical services, various social services, all that kind of stuff. You Hard to get to that stuff if you're in Stanley Park. Crack cocaine. Yeah, that too. Not, not generally regarded as a social service, crack no. cocaine, but still. See, I'm trying to make this all sound socially acceptable. Okay, good job. I could be failing. I think you've done a good job. But I would eat goose <laughs> if I was if I was starving. Way better than say yeah, a seagull you'd, or something you'd like that. You'd need to build yourself a fire, or you'd probably have a little. Um, what do you call those? Uh, camp stove of some yeah, sort. Yeah, camp stove. Yeah, yeah, that's it. A little fire would do it, but again, thermal imaging would take care of that in a hurry too. A primus stove. Yeah, the fire wouldn't do in the summer, of course. But for most of the year, there's no danger of a forest fire. No, and it, it, it's just about detection. Yes. Like you're not supposed to be doing that. If you had a campfire going in Stanley Park, I think somebody would be along to see you pretty quick. I don't think so. No, I mean, there's certainly, once you're deep in the woods there, you're pretty safe. Well, there's a fun question that we won't get an answer to, but a fun question is like, What's the furthest away from any trail you can be in Stanley Park? Yeah, yeah. It's probably like 50 meters. Well, yeah, that's true. But I think a fire doesn't smell for a little while 50 meters away. I don't know. I'm a former Boy Scout. I should know stuff like this. Like if you use dry wood, you throw less smoke, therefore less smell, that kind of stuff. I guess so, yeah. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Anyways, that was, I don't know what, what will happen with all that either. It's, uh, it's all good. Uh, yeah. So that was fun. And I don't know, are also, uh, just more or less coincidentally to this podcast, I ended up in possession of a nice big screen desktop iMac, 
uh, with Tomb Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider on it. And I don't know if you can tell, the light's fairly forgiving in here, but I look a little raggedy today because, of course, I was <laughs> up till like until like 2 last night. Oh, yeah. I've had a few nights up till like 2 and 3 in the morning. I'm just, it's kryptonite. It's worse than potato <laughs> chips, honestly. Isn't it great, though? Oh, God, it's awful. <laughs> it's like I look at the clock and it's one thirty, and I think, okay, I'm just going to see if I can get to the next campfire. <laughs> and the next thing is like... 2.30. It's just, it's just like when I was way, way younger. The time just vanishes. You're just not even aware of its passage. Uh-huh. It's awesome. Just It's awesome, awesome. yeah. And those games, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider is really fun. And there's others on there, too. I'm replaying Rise of the Tomb Raider right now. It's on hold because I got these new <laughs> games for Christmas. They're stacking up. But I'll, yeah, I'll return to it when once I've completed them. There's a bunch of really great games circling above O'Hare Airport. And then there's a, um, <laughs> there's a newer Tomb Raider after. So I think it's a trilogy, basically. Oh. So once you finish Rise, you can pick up the next one, although it's, it's expensive. It's like 40 or 50 bucks, something like that. Yeah. But... Uh, well, I'm when, looking forward to that one. When you break it down hour by hour, you you know, that's pretty cheap entertainment. Your value, <laughs> I know. You're getting about an hour's worth of entertainment for about a buck. And I think we've said it here in the past, these games, especially like the Tomb Raider style games, way bigger budget than a movie. Yeah. Way bigger revenue than a movie. I mean, this is huge business. These are a giant franchise, I'm sure of it. You guys must play these more than once, right? You'll go back and redo them. I have done uh, several times with stuff I had on the Xbox, my old Xbox 360. I played everything I had a bunch of times. And they're built for that. They do, like, you can decide to explore different areas of the game. You can turn up the difficulty. Oh, you can turn down the difficulty. Like I, I've played Halo so many times, the original, and I'll turn it down to the lowest level of difficulty and just breeze through and enjoy it. <laughs> and then I'll turn it up to the highest level of difficulty and or, I enjoy it when I get there. But it's sometimes pretty frustrating. Or you can do stuff like choose to kill every enemy there is with your climbing axe. Like you have arrows and grenades and all kinds of stuff at your disposal but you can try to get as many guys as you can with like one chosen weapon you getting pretty good at those combos yeah yes i am getting pretty good at those i'm very sluggish at that stuff it's only like the third time through that i start to get pretty good at it well i don't know if i'm i i just press the buttons frantically oh and hope for the best yeah i hope none of this degrades our stock as piercingly intelligent intellectuals but oh well it's making it sore. It's actually yeah, the opposite it's skin. making it sore, all right. Um, <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> I went right under my head. Yeah, that's about right. That's about right. Hey, here's a fun thing, boys. On the way, geez, this really is a fun thing. On the way over here today, I, there was a traffic jam on the Second Narrows Bridge. It took forever to get over here. And I was trying to get Siri to tell me the lyrics for South of the Border. And I failed. Not South of the Border by Ed Sheeran. South of the Border by Gene Merlino, featured in a Simpsons episode where Bart gets sent to Camp Krusty. And Camp Krusty's just awful. It's just (laughs) awful. And at the end, Bart says to Krusty, Krusty, how could you do that? You know, I'd never lend my name to such a terrible product. And Krusty says, what could I do? They backed a truckload of money. Anyway, at the very end, he takes them all to, he says... We're going to go to the happiest place on earth, 
Tijuana, Mexico. <laughs> and this song plays, and I was trying to get the lyrics, and I couldn't. South of the border, down Mexico way. That's where I fell in love when stars above came out to play. And now as I wander, my thoughts ever stray. South of the border, down Mexico way. So then, out of frustration, I said, hey, Siri, how can I help you? You know, in her little accent. And I said, tell me a joke. God, she says, uh, why do you never ask Rick Astley to lend you his entire Pixar movie collection? Because never, he's never... Never going to give it up? He's never going to give you up. <laughs> oh, I get that. Gotta make you understand. Never going to give you up. Never going to let you Yes. Gonna let you down. Terrible. And so I laughed and I said, hey, Siri, tell me a joke. Now I'm all bubbly. Eh? I'm all happy. And she says, I just realized it's been years since I did the hokey pokey. I must have forgotten what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> so then I stopped asking because I thought maybe there's a very finite supply of these dad jokes and I'll just, you know, God, it was pretty funny. So that was fun. Uh, for all you uh, bored travelers out there, you can just yell at your phone and it'll amuse you. You can ask it to play you music and stuff. Oh, yeah. is that it? I thought it was going to be something about that she was, about the lyrics, because you were, you sang no, them earlier. No, she pointed me at all the wrong stuff. And when I got here into the shed, I had forgotten some of the lyrics in the second stanza of that song. And I just, I knew I wasn't getting it right. So I was trying to Google. She couldn't figure it out. She just could not. Siri. Okay, let's try it out right now then. Hey, Siri, tell us a joke. I bought my friend an elephant for his room. He said, thanks. I said, don't mention it. I didn't even get that. Let's try this again. I bought my friend an elephant for his room. For his room. He said, thanks. I said, don't mention it. Don't mention the, the elephant, elephant in, in the, the room. room. <laughs> that a girl, Siri. I can't She's believe. She's good. I'm too that dumb to get jokes. Right. So that was Siri. a little bit complicated. <laughs> that was pretty hard. <laughs> okay. That's so sad. Our listeners go, oh, I get it right away. Just instantly. And the three dogs in the room is just like, what? <laughs> That's very... It's just our, our terrible handling of that was what was making me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> just a terrible job Everybody on our stunned. <laughs> just silence. I in think there. she got it wrong. Let me try. <laughs> Let me try. Hey, Siri. Tell me a joke. I tried to eat a clock the other day. It was really time consuming. Okay, so now I'm not laughing because that just wasn't that funny. Well, tried to eat the clock? No, yeah, she said, I tried to eat a clock the other day. It was really time-consuming. Yeah, I got it. So why have you chosen the British Siri? I don't know. It's just the default, I no, think. No, it's not. You chose it. You chose At it. At one point in the past. Maybe when you were drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Could be. Because uh, she's harder to understand. Well, I don't know. I think so, too. Oh, there she is. Hey, Siri. Go ahead. Can you tell me a joke? 
The first French fries weren't actually cooked in France. They were cooked in Greece. <laughs> those are really dad jokes. They're all aren't dad they? jokes. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was uh, I was surfing through Twitter the I I was surfing through the Twitterverse the other day, and one of those northern uh, people that I somehow get their tweets probably through Bo and Ma, but I'm not really sure. Anyway, mm-hmm. through uh, that uh, woman Tanya Tagak. No, <laughs> Ingrid. Is that her? The woman up north that fires guns and stuff and you used to watch no, her? No, uh, not Agnes. No. No? Nope. Um, anyway, um, and one of them was looking for dad jokes. And I, I just drew a total blank. I, I, I got to see if I can find that tweet and reply, you should just ask Siri. Because this apparently <laughs> That's is right. a goldmine of dad jokes. And these, to me, these define dad jokes too. Yeah. The best dad jokes are on the fly and yeah. unique. They're yeah. not kind of made, they're made up on the spot. Yes, but these are, the oh. next best are just really stupidly corny jokes. And these are stupidly corny. They're, they're quite amusing, some of them. Like I said, the Rick Astley one made me laugh out loud. <laughs> He's never going to give you up. I think not mentioning the elephant in the room was actually pretty good. It's quite clever. Yeah, that's, yeah. see, that's a little, that's it's a, a little, clever dad joke. Yeah, and I, that's almost by definition not funny. There's nothing clever about a, or nothing funny about a clever dad. I no, think. I think it's cl- funny if you get it. If you get it, yeah, yeah. But I'm not clever enough, so. Sort of a terrible circle there. <laughs> <laughs> a downward spiral, if no, you will. It could be circling the drain on Grant Street. And thank heaven we don't have to argue about how to pronounce Grant Street. Here's another one, listeners. If you see a street spelled gravely with only one L, how do you pronounce it? In the room, the consensus appears to be gravelly. And I, once again, appear to be the outlier thinking gravely. No, I think it's, I think it's gravely, but it's just fun to call it gravelly. Oh. It was named after Sir Edwin Gravelly. <laughs> I think you're... There's somebody it was named after, but his name wasn't gravelly. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. And I'm not going to Google that one. Having violated the no Google trust circle, I won't do it again. On this one, on this one. Yeah. So I I did think that what else Christmas, um, what else did I get that was of note? I did get that hat from Ireland. I did go to the first of my many ex-wives for, um, Christmas Eve dinner as I do every year. That's where I got the hat. It's very nice. And actually this year we had one of those, we decided, actually she decided to do the uh, mystery gift exchange. Mm. And it turns out, well, it was really fun. It was way more fun than trying to think up who should get a gift and what should be the gift and how much money do I really have to spend on this whole thing. So you get these gifts and you do the whole deal and the swapping and stealing and all the rules and everything. And I came away with a nice gift because I drew the highest number. Shout out to me. And not only that, the gift that I wanted to steal off somebody had already been stolen twice, which meant that I was the third steal. Rule is no more than three steals in a gift. So the first person who who always has a last right of steal, because there's no exposure, no exposure, couldn't steal my gift. It was very sweet. Mm. It was a happy Christmas for me in Cloverdale there, let me tell you. You've been a manager of people for a number of years and well, you haven't had to deal with this? I can't stand this stuff, so I just would avoid it every <laughs> chance I could. Like sometimes, I'm sure I've done it, 
I must have done it. Like I feels like twenty years ago or something. And hated every oh, minute. I can't stand it. <laughs> like gifts in general are like fraught with peril. <laughs> you go, you know, get well, on. listeners, I hope you'll forgive us for our evident uh, hypocrisy in wishing you all a Merry Christmas. Because <laughs> it's evident that at least one of us probably doesn't. Oh, we did wind down gifts as early as we could in the family. Yeah. Like at first there was all the cousins and within like a year of that starting off, we suddenly, okay, there was a lottery system. Yeah. And then after a while, like in our family, inside the family, Hannah announced one year, I don't like getting gifts or giving gifts for Christmas. And I was like, right on. This is excellent. Yeah. That's my girl. Yeah, although I I love to uh, try to make you look bad and everything, you know. Yes, there's a lot of. It's a lot. It's there's really a lot. Like, did you throw money at the problem? Well, yeah. that's not great. No, did I you spend a whole bunch of time? And that's that's great, except for you got something really lousy. Yeah. Or like, it's a know, lot of stress. Peril. Peril is the right word. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, this year, I think this year was the first year in my whole life where I actually just thought, could we just skip it? We just skip the whole thing, the tree, the lights, all of it. Could we just pass because it's just a whole big lot of stress getting it right? All of it. Getting but honey, it right. the kids. All of it is a lot. And I've never thought that before. I've always felt that it was worth it because everybody enjoys it so much, yada, yada, yada. And I mean, everybody does, but it's the value equation is failing more and more these days, yeah. I find. I liked the decorations. Sue does the decorations, but they're... They're not like labor intensive. Yeah, you just wing up some lights. There's one little tree, it's two feet tall or so. Some lights and a string of bells. I do the uh, outside lights, which is like 60 minutes at most. Actually, it's like more like 30. Yeah. No, I don't mind that either. The tree, you know, like I got the big seven and a half foot fakey this year. Fake tree? Yeah, I know what you mean by fakey. Uh, don't know what I'm where I'm going to store it. No idea. Probably in my room. Looks like a child's casket. Oh, well, that's why you call them fakey. You can. That's a con, contraction of fake and tree. No, it's oh, okay. just fake. Okay. It's easier than saying fake tree. I see. <laughs> fakey. <laughs> <laughs> You're just too clever. I'm for really the shed is fun today, people. I don't know if you know <laughs> out there, really, but it's fun today. I'm really thick today. <laughs> you knew that coming in. No, I didn't. I was wandering alone, looking for my briefcase, and, and wondering if you're happy with your jacket off. That's all we got for this week. Thanks so much. As you venture into the new year, we hope, we hope you'll stick with us because we've got way more. Our list was empty, but our brains are full. So we're going to keep going, and we hope you keep coming with us. Until we talk to you again, take care of yourselves. We'll see you later. Bye.